Hey guys, it is uh, Tuesday. Welcome to the 29th episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Smith, here at Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. Um, today, I am joined by our lead pastor, Phil Nelson. It's usually a, uh, a larger group that we have, but we wanted to do something a little bit different here today. Mix it up and have it just be the two of us. Uh, we are going to be getting into the book of Mark chapter 7. That's where we are today. Um, If you are new to this podcast, uh, just to give you a little bit of an idea of what you're listening to here. So as a church here um, in Blanchester, Ohio at Elevation Community Church, what we do is we have a movement that we are all following along with called A Chapter a Day. So we started um, at the beginning of the New Testament, Um, a long time ago, truthfully, and we went all the way through it, and now we have gone back and started at the beginning of the New Testament again. Um, We read through all of the book of Matthew, and now we are into the book of Mark. So uh, we are actually on chapter 7 today, and every Tuesday when we do this podcast, um, that is the chapter that we are actually on for that day. So if you want to follow along with us, um, we would love to have you join us in this walk as we just discover God's Word get deep into the scripture, and um, try to walk with God every single day, getting into his word and letting that kind of fill us up, um, and just just seeing where our relationship with God goes. So anyway, um, we're going to go ahead right now and get into our ESV version of the Bible, just so you know too, that's always the version of the Bible that we use um, on this podcast, so you can follow along with us easily, but we're going to go ahead and get into our reading of Mark 7 today. So uh, Phil, you want to go ahead and take that away? Mark chapter 7, verse 1. Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with their hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written? This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother... Whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother. Thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside of a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, 
Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of a man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. And from there he arose and went into the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician, which means a native of that area by birth. And she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the child be fed first. For it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, not even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, For this statement you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child laying in bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephitha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Yeah. That's the end of the chapter for today, the end of Mark 7. Um, that's a pretty cool chapter. Yeah, the more, the more I kind of read it and kind of uh, churn on it, the more it just becomes... Uh, something that really stirs me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting too, is the more and more that you read the gospels and you see these accounts uh, where Jesus just basically boldly calls the Pharisees and the religious leaders out. He calls the kettle black. I mean, yeah. he just calls <laughs> it as it is. And uh, one of the worst curse words you could ever call a person who is trying to appear holy mm-hmm. or thinks they're holy is a hypocrite. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he is just, he is just not just calling them stupid or a jerk. Yeah. Uh, he is literally uh, flipping them upside down and really kind of opening the door of their hearts uh, to just slash their character because there's nothing there is what he's saying. And yeah. so, Every time we see the Pharisees and the religious leaders come to the ring match or the duel or the (laughs) brawl, there is basically uh, one main issue that is the root of this controversy, and it is the traditions of men 
that the religious leaders would die to uphold. Yeah. It's the external, it's the behavior modification, it's the religious movements or the rituals that make one right with God. Yeah. And then Jesus comes on the scene and says, you have missed it because I'm coming from the Father. I'm, I'm representing the Father's heart, mm-hmm. and that's not the Father's heart. And what he's saying is this is a heart issue. So in this Mark 7, but you can really look at any kind of wrestling match and controversy that they have, mm-hmm. it's based on a heart issue versus the traditions of man. Yeah. What, uh, what would you say, Brent, um, kind of, of just processing this? Um, what kind of comes to mind when, when, when we're talking about God really just wanting the heart uh, and not necessarily the rituals and the movements? Yeah, so, um, so we just actually recently had our um, monthly meeting for the worship team. For those of you who are new to this that don't listen to the podcast very much, I am the worship leader here at the church. Phil is the lead pastor here at the church. Um, and so we have a monthly meeting. It's the second Wednesday of every month, and we get together just as a group, and we do devotional, and we discuss things, and then we get creative, songwriting, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And in our meeting, um, we opened up and shared, and I had everybody go around. It was tied into our devotional, and everybody shared um like the number one thing that kind of holds them back from their daily walk with God, things that we let get in the way, things that kind of Satan nudges us on the shoulder and pulls us, pulls us off the path that we should be on. And, um, you know, it was, it was a great conversation because, um, a few of us kind of opened up and really talked about how sometimes we feel like we're missing it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, somebody shared that, you know, if they're driving in their car and they're listening to worship music and they find themselves singing along, but they realize, you know, 15 minutes into it that they haven't, their heart hasn't been there with it. So it hasn't actually really been worship. It's been more of what they felt like was just going through the motions. Um, And that really gave them a check, you know, a heart check to really think about, you know, what it is that they're doing. Um, And then, and then myself and someone else, I won't throw anybody's names out there except for my (laughs) own, (laughs) throw anybody under the bus. Um, But we shared too, that, you know, if you're reading your scripture, whether you're reading it or um, you're driving down the road, the Bible app that a lot of us use reads it to you. You know, Mm -hmm. you can have a voice, an audio version of it read to you. And there are times when your mind just starts rolling, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you realize five or 10 minutes later that um, you've completely missed everything that you were listening to. Um, and it does, it gives you that check, you know, that check inside where it's like, man, I, my heart wasn't in the right place with that. But I shared with them too, that there's also grace in those moments because it's not about the rituals. It's not about checking off the list. Yes. I read my scripture today. Yes. I listened to worship music today or whatever it is. Um, there's grace in that moment because it is about your heart. And if there's a check, if there's a moment there where you're like, yeah. Ooh, wait a minute, I wasn't in the right place when I was doing that, or I let myself be distracted from it, that alone is a great part of the journey because you have that check. There are a lot of people that don't even have that check in their heart that, that makes them realize that they, they're missing something and they're not you know, connecting and their heart isn't in the right place um, with Jesus in that time. So um, it's, it, it's, it's something that is, is really you know, a big issue that a lot of people deal with. But, uh, yeah. Um, you know, and I can I share what I was telling you a little while yeah. ago. Um, so some of us from the worship team went to a conference um, uh, in September. So it's been a while now. But um, someone that was there teaching told us they were talking about this, um, and they talked about how people reading their scripture they kind of 
they, they decide, well, I don't read Scripture every day because I don't retain it. I can't remember, so what's the point of doing it? Um, and he shared in those moments, he used uh, an example. He said, you don't remember probably what you had for breakfast on this day three months ago, but it still nourished you, even mm. though you can't remember what it was. <laughs> and um, that really blew my mind, you know, and he said it nourishes you. It's the Word of God. That's why you're supposed to do it every day. Um, but he said it also stores away inside of you so that it can be activated in the right moment when God declares that it's time for you to remember that, for that to be open to you. And then he also said people that say they don't read their, their scripture every day because um, they fall asleep at night. You know, they don't want to read it at night because they always fall asleep and they feel guilty yeah. about that. Um, and I guess that's kind of what we're getting to a little bit is the guilt in the heart situation of that. Yeah. Um, or even praying, why Why should I pray if I'm going to fall asleep? Yeah. And then I feel really guilty that I'm falling asleep during my prayer. Yeah. yeah. And man, what he shared, especially being a father myself, and I'm sure you, <laughs> a parent, um, he said, looking at that from the father's perspective, he said, I never once got angry when my child fell asleep in my arms. Mm. So it's more about the heart. It's more about that relationship behind it um, than it is the actual act of doing it a lot of the times. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah. And, 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 and Jesus, uh, going back to Mark 7, Jesus just constantly hammers this idea. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's almost like I, I can even sense uh, Jesus' frustration with these religious leaders. He loves them, mm. and he knows he's even going to die for even them. Yeah. But he just, they just miss it every time. <laughs> and he hammers the idea that I think really needs to just speak to all of us is that the heart of the Heavenly Father and the way of the kingdom of God, because I mean, when it comes down to it, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to know the heart of the Father and we want to be a part of the kingdom of God. Yeah. So let's back up here and let's see what that's about. And that's why Jesus came. He came to also, you know, be our savior and, and pay the price we couldn't pay. Mm. But he he came to proclaim the way of the kingdom of God. Yeah. And so what he's saying here in Mark 7 is it's not about the things we do to appear right with God. Mm-hmm. Just let that sink in. Because whatever you want to call that, whether it's religion, whether it's ritual, whether it's behavior modification, whether it's communion, Mm -hmm. baptism, whatever it is, if you're just doing it to appear right with God, Mm -hmm. what Jesus is saying, that doesn't matter. What really matters more than anything is the heart. What he's saying is God is not looking for a right appearance that in the end is completely far from him. Mm -hmm. God longs for a heart that is right with him and reflects his true nature to others. And that's so powerful when Jesus was talking about what really defiles somebody. Because in Matthew 12, uh, the the gospel we were just reading uh, last month, um, in Matthew 12 it says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. Mm -hmm. The heart is that uh, safe haven, that, that, that is the true nature of who we are. It's not what we do on the outside but who we are. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that, the little bit that I shared with you when we were coming back from the conference a couple weeks ago about, you know, I was really convicted while we were there um, because, you know, I get caught up in tasks a lot and stuff like that. Yeah, me too. But <laughs> but um, <laughs> the heart of what we do, the heart of ministry and the heart of just being a follower of Jesus is um, 
is the heart. It's the discipleship. It's the relationship. It's it's yeah. that connection with people. And um, I even shared, you know, a little bit of something that I wrote is that I've been missing the point because I get so focused on tasks and improving the way that we do things around here that I forget to connect sometimes with the people that are in my own ministry. And, and that really convicted me. That's something that really got to me um, because it's not about what we're building. It's about the time that we have together while we're building it and how we pour into each other's lives. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of the mirror of what we're talking about with that relationship with Jesus. Jesus wants our heart. He wants us, you know, it's not as much about checking off tasks of, oh, i got to listen to a worship song today. Oh, I've got to read my scripture today. It's more about actually being there in the relationship with him. Yeah. And this may uh, this this may step on some toes and and ruffle some feathers, and I think that's okay. And I'm I'm not trying to just make a blanket statement, but um, God wants more of who we are, just as we are. Yeah, there's there's something about becoming more and more like Jesus, but it's not about who you want to be or who you think God wants you to be because that gets me in a rut every time because who I think God wants me to be is a much more spiritual fill is a much more well you read 20 minutes in the word a real spiritual fill if you really wanted to know God would be in two hours in the word right so don't get caught like I do so often and I beat myself up about it God's not beating me up at all. He loves me mm-hmm. just as I am. And so I guess the question I want to ask both of us and mm-hmm. our listeners is how's your heart? Like, how is your heart? Because if that's what Jesus is after, then that is the most important thing. How's your heart? Yeah. Like, where where are you? Are you going through the motions? Are you Are you just feeling like you're just going to church and showing up and then leaving the exact same and just checking it off your list? Mm -hmm. Or are you really tapping into the promises and the resources that God makes available to you? Yeah. I mean, how, how your heart is, is directly related to how are you connecting with God Mm -hmm. and how you connect with God in a real authentic way is tapping into how has God made you to respond and mm. be who I've made you. Yeah. And Brent, you're very different and you're wired differently than I am. Mm-hmm. I respond differently. I process things differently. Some things move me that don't move you at all. Mm. Um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think you're totally right with that. I mean, I talk to you know, leading the worship team, we're, we're on stage, you know, and we're worshiping up there. And there are times when, when things hit some people very powerfully, you know, cause we always try to process after each, each, uh, each, uh, Sunday service when we've been up there leading people and stuff. And, um, you know, it, it's always interesting to me to see what affects people and what affects people differently. I know that, um, th- just a quick example, real quick yeah. of, um, because I'm a singer, 
And um, I know that Raquel that's on the worship team, she doesn't sing, but she plays the cello amazingly. Right. So um, there's a part in the song, No Longer Slaves, that we do sometimes. And after the first verse and chorus, it goes into a little instrumental place that goes in before it starts the, right. ver- the next verse. And for me, I said, hey, let's just cut that out because I've noticed people at times, they seem to disconnect a little bit in that in that time. They seem to disconnect from worship a little bit. So let's cut that out and squeeze those together. And she actually said, oh, man, she said, for me, that instrumental part, because she's yeah. an instrumentalist more than I am, she said, that's where I really get into worship. Right. So everybody is built differently, and they're connected differently. And yeah. I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but I mean, it's like a snowflake. Every right. one of us is designed yeah. slightly differently, and nobody's exactly the same. And there's yeah. a reason for that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you even look at what draws people for movie taste, like mm-hmm. for uh, the style of movie that they just love. Mm-hmm. Like for me, you know, throw out the name, Greatest Showman is, is just, it moves me. Yeah. And my brother, mm-hmm. who is just not wired that way, he will not, he refuses to watch something if it has music in it like that. Yeah. But for him, he, man, he is moved at an action flick that just gets his heart yeah. racing. For me, it's just another movie. Yeah. And so God makes us unique. Why? It's because we all are to respond to his greatness and to connect in relationship with him. So for those of you who aren't wired, let's just say intellectually, and you're not a reader, Mm. the first thing you think about when you get out of the bed is not going to be, I can't wait to open the Bible and read it. Yeah. Like it may be, I can't wait to get my speaker on or my headphones on and listen to this song that is just moving me. Or I can't wait to step out into my backyard and just look at the leaves coming in and look at the clouds in the sky and just relate. Um, There's a book that I'll even throw out if this is uh, if this subject matter is hitting you um, and you're interested in more. It's a book uh, called Sacred Pathway and it's by Gary Thomas. And he just basically explores the different pathways uh, that people can connect and relate with God. One is loving God outdoors, loving God with your senses, loving God through ritual or symbol. Uh, so ritual and religious movement isn't always a bad thing. I, we're yeah. not saying that at all. Yeah. But it, Jesus wants the heart, yeah. not the movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, loving God in solitude and simplicity. Some of you absolutely, like my wife, just loves it quiet. I pull out my hair in the quiet. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, um, loving God through confrontation. Imagine that. Wow. Like in the moment of pressure and tension yeah. is when some people really relate and connect with God. Wow. Loving God by loving others. So that's serving. Mm-hmm. Loving God through adoration, loving God with mystery and celebration, and loving God with the mind, the intellectual, like our brother who's been on uh, the podcast for a while, Michael Miller. Mm -hmm. I'm just amazed at the mind that God has given him and how he can connect with God through that pathway. I cannot. And so I can't, I mean, I can, but that's not where I feel where God meets me Yeah, is because he's created me in a different way. Yeah, And so How's your heart? Yeah. Your heart is what the what God's going after. He's not going after what you think you should look like. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about that. Yeah. He wants the heart that Brent has and that Phil has and that this listener has. He wants you. He is so delighted and in pursuit 
over you and your heart. Just be who you are and maybe say the words you haven't said in a while. Lord, here I am. Just me. Yeah. Just you. Here we are. That's it. Yeah. That's what God wants. Yeah, absolutely. And have you ever had, I'm sure you do, um, those little like, moments of like revelation in your head like whoa yeah because just a moment ago we were speaking about this and and i was kind of analyzing you know how we're all different and how each one of us is designed in a way that nobody else has ever been designed specifically that way and why is that i think it's because if we're all designed the same way it would take that personal side out of our connection with god because if we all do it the same way it becomes routine and there's just not that that heart behind it so yeah. maybe we're all designed slightly different so that we do it in our own personal way, and that is what God loves behind that. Plus, we have that specific value that no one else has. I'm different, but yet God made me that way to value that. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Man, if we can start understanding the heart of God the mm-hmm. way that Jesus wants us to, life change. Yeah, absolutely. Well, man, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, you think? I think. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and pray. I'll pray real quick. Um, Father, we just thank you for this time and this opportunity to be together, Um, for the opportunity to discuss your word and put it out there for other people to hear, to process, to hopefully have conversations about as well, so that they can use it, if possible, as a way to come closer to you. Um, We just ask that you would open people's not just their minds, but also their hearts mm-hmm. and their understanding of who you are and the heart that you have for us and that you want us to have for you. So God, we just ask that our relationship with you would grow each day, that our understanding of that would grow each day and that the guilt and that the stress that we put on ourselves and the way that we beat ourselves up sometimes because we miss the mark that we feel like we're supposed to have in our head, that you've never actually told us we're supposed to have except for just a heart for you and a relationship with you. God, we ask you just to to continue to move in us in that way and open us up and take those, truthfully, those bonds away from our hands. Yes, sir. And just let us connect with you, God, and grow and flourish in just a lavish relationship with you as our Father, as our Papa. Mm. So God, we just love you, and we want you to know that we love you. And we thank you. And in your name, amen. Amen. So guys, thank you so much for joining us for yet another edition of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Um, If you would, go by iTunes, uh, give us a like, give us a review if you would, um, let people know what it is, and also let us know what it is that you like about what we're doing here, what you don't like about what we're doing here, because we just want to improve so that we can reach as many people as possible for God and with His Word every day. So thanks again for listening today. Um, For Elevation Community Church, I am Brent Smith, and this is Phil Nelson. And we thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week.